there's an old saying in life that says sometimes you got to take one step back to take two steps forward. And and today's recording setup couldn't be any further or any more closer to the truth of that statement. Reason being, me and Rian's podcasting setup isn't the best as it is, although we have been speaking about how we want to improve that. However, today we are both speaking into a laptop, not just speaking into different laptops, speaking into the same laptop. We at least have speakers on either side of it, so at least that's something. But as we um, embark on our journey to find some new podcasting equipment, this is one of the lower days in the Rian K show. Rian. Bro, this is the worst setup we've had. This year, we got the cases actually happened to hold a laptop, and we've both got two like little mic areas we can talk into. This is what borderline pathetic. But as I say in life, sometimes you've got to take a step back, take a step forward. But I'll tell you what, I like the initiative. When I had my knee surgery a few years ago, I posted it on Instagram, and I can't remember who it was. One of my friends said, it's a, minor, it's a minor setback for a major comeback. And I suppose uh, and I suppose today's podcast setup is one that me and Ron will look back in the future and think, huh, it really did get bad. But I'll tell you what, in 10 years' time, yeah, we'll almost look at this and be like, I wish we could go back to the old days when it was original. <laughs> when we've got headphones and microphones and... Models hot- and fast cars and big houses and wives. All right, get ahead of yourself, lad. Sorry. But anyway, ladies and gentlemen... um. The reason me and Rion are together on a rare weekday is this, the London tube strikes, which um, will come into effect in today's main episode, has plagued the city. It has truly plagued it. Um, the, cheap, the cheeky bastards have yet again decided to mess the whole city up for pretty much an entire week this time. Usually they just strike for a day. This time they've, they've gone through the whole money, haven't they, And Can I show you? Can I just like, stop with that one question? What is this for? Is this money? I re- that I don't know. That's I thought, they, I thought they were already on bread, bro. That's a story for another day. But anyway, me and Rion um have had to stay together tonight, not the first time in Fulham. Um so excited tonight. <laughs> had to stay together because luckily, well, fortunately, Rion's Fulham house where his parents live. I said parents, parents, parents. I should not have pluralized that. Um, that hasn't been a plural for a while. Then. <laughs> but anyway, anyway, um, where we both work is near to the um to this house, so we won't be too affected by the strikes tomorrow. But anyway, Rion, as me and Rion were chilling here tonight, before we get into today's intro and main, we were ordering some food online, just eat to be precise. And Rion said, "Oh, Kaiser, I'm not even going to tell you what we're going to order. It's going to be a surprise. It's just going to take you back to your childhood." And I thought, I was having a little rattle through my head. I was like, what takes me back to my childhood? And he said one thing. He was like, I guarantee you, you know, grandma probably had a few trips there as a kid. And there and then I knew this geezer ordered fish and chips from down the road. Rion, tell us about it. Bro, if you live in Fulham, this is this Graham Road. This, this, yeah, bro, this, what's it called? Ocean Fish. This is the best chip shop. Listen, I, I'm not a massive person for fish and chips in general. But for me, if I'm ever ordering it, it can only be here. So when I'm in Fulham, this thing's a luxury. But their chicken burger, oh my God, bro. The chicken burger is ponderous. It tastes so good. And I'll tell you one thing I love as well. It's the gherkin. The gherkin, that thing is juicy. It is so good. Maybe that's, maybe that's the wrong noise, but yeah. <laughs> you know, Americans like exclusively call chicken burgers a chicken sandwich. It's really weird. Like they, they refuse to call it a burger. But then they call fucking... Chips crisp. Chips crisp. They call fries chips. 
They call. Wait, I found out. Don't they call like one of our things cilantro? Isn't that like onion? Oh, yeah, one of our spices they call it. Is it coriander or something like that? And then here's the worst one. You might have seen on my Snapchat the other day. Watermelon in America is watermelon. Fair enough, right? Yeah. Do you know what a regular melon is? What? A fucking cantaloupe. You don't like Yeah, it makes no sense. I know. Wait, wait. This is the worst one. All right, this, listen, guys. This is this is a really crazy one. Football, soccer. I mean, I've heard it all. I've heard it all. And that is where we draw the line. And I'm sorry, I got one more. Rugby, NFL. I, I don't know what's going on. Well, no, actually, um, Rion, rugby and American football are two different sports. Basically the same. <laughs> but anyway, ladies and gentlemen, we will go into today's intro now, which Rion has um, thoughtfully... He's actually come up with something this week. So, Rion. <laughs> well, I put my, I put my bread girl. Now, to be fair, at the moment, it's Love Island season. And you know what? I've always said this. When it comes to Love Island, it takes me a little while to get into it. So I'm just starting to get into it now but the question i was going to ask yeah maybe you guys can leave a couple of um comments on our insta but um if me and Kaiser was on love island who do you think here would get further and do you think me and him would be successful but now i'm going to put it to Kaiser, bro if he was on love island yeah you kind of get the whole gist of it in it like do you think you'll be good on it it is it's quite like a strategic show you know you gotta be smart with it I mean, yeah, so obviously I don't watch Love Island, so I don't fully understand it. But from the gist of what I see, it's basically you go in there with a bunch of other good looking people. And it's your, basically your aim is to, I guess, find a, a partner in that and just kind of stick it out for the whole. Well, you're fucked. <laughs> so it's real because it'd be fiddling around with all of them, wouldn't it? <laughs> but um, nah, OK, so from like the little I know about it, bro, I think I think we'd be cool in the sense of like we're both all right looking guys. Um, we've got that. But right now, one thing that comes to mind though, these guys always seem to be like crazy rip, six pack, mad bodies. I mean, you don't have that. Um, you definitely don't. And and so that <laughs> sorry. Guess what you ain't got the looks, you dirty bastard. Anyway, anyway. But anyway, so we haven't got the, those kind of crazy bodies. So I don't know. Do you think that might hold us back straight away though? No, man, because bro, when anyone that goes on um love and I think they get told like a good six months in advance, mm. you know. So you have like That'd be so deep to tell you someone two weeks you're going to love Island. And someone's, they'll start putting their fingers on their throat as well. No, you literally, they give you like, I'm pretty sure they give you like a good uh, time frame to get yourself in shape. But anyone they do talk to, I think they're going to bring in, they are already semi-English shaped, you know I mean? So it's not a mad transition. Yeah, true. I suppose in that sense, I mean, if we get like six months notice, then we'd pretty much just like go balls to the wall, wouldn't we? Mm. Just gym all the time, eating super clean. So yeah, we'd be all right. So I think on that on that aspect, bro, I think we'd be okay. I'll be bad in it, you know. I think I, I think I know why. There was um the last season there was a oh bro last season there was a girl called Shannon like um she was Scottish Indian I think I think I think I'm right, bro. She's paying, bro. But imagine she was only in it for three days. But I think apparently they got her off the show because she wasn't really like participating in the whole kissing because bro, there's bare that like, activities you have to kiss people and you know me, bro. I I do not kiss. Rion is a massive um hater of pda public displays of affection which i i understand so yeah i suppose in that sense bro you'd struggle wouldn't you yeah but i can't like the kissing thing i'll be, I'll be stuck you know I, anyone who knows me well i just don't like kissing bro but aside from that bro to be fair i don't know the i don't know the show well enough to then go after like aside from the look stuff what other sort of categories are there that i'd have to think about no basically the whole gist of the show bro it's just you've just got to try and you've just got to mingle with everybody but the whole thing is just to find your yeah your love interest and then you just got to stay with them but 
when you find your love interest, you get so many like um, challenges that happen. So, or threats, like more boys will come in. So then it's like, can you withhold the temptation? And generally like those people get further and further into the show. So that's the whole peak part of it. And obviously so many people are coming in and people get swayed. It's a really good show for that sense, you know? I'll say this then. Okay, I think in that situation, say if I like, in the show, I do meet a girl like that. I kind of click with. Oh yeah, you would. No, but I think I'd be better. I'd be way better You're than you. Case was falling in love on the fucking first night, bro. Jesus Christ. Yeah, Case has won it. He's won it. He's a loser. Hey, well, win two hundred and fifty grand or back pocket. It's actually fifty grand. Is that what it is now? Yeah, fifty. But that's the thing with those programs, bro. Is that like okay, the prize money might not be as much as it might have been before, but like we were saying earlier you discussed you're pretty much set after that though like yeah. if, if you get far yeah if you get far you, you're banged on social media social media is the biggest outlet to make money now so generally to be fair there's a lot of people that like almost wash away after love burning but the people that are, like there's a lot of people that are mad successful like molly may is mad successful from it so yeah to be fair in that sense bro if i can't lie if i was going on love island because i'm not really about the whole kissing and trying to maneuver every single girl bro but i'll just be going i'll be so i'll be so like game planning and just trying to win it and just get a man following when i'm done i'll tell you what maybe me and you should both apply for the next love island simply so we can go on there and promote our podcast <laughs> man, that's, a, that's a shout bro i'll tell us to fuck off you're not good looking <laughs> anyway ladies and gentlemen that is that for um our intro anything else to add no that's it but we will now go into our main episodes for today so yeah obviously as we briefly discussed this week is the um, London tube strike. So basically the whole city's in chaos right now. No one knows what they're doing. Journeys home are taking triple, quadruple the time. It's a struggle. And so we thought to ourselves, especially me, like going to uni in America, whenever I told someone, oh, I'm from London, they would always think it's this like mythical land away, like this amazing thing, which it is like, especially if you see it in the movies and all that, but it's not always what it lives up to be. And so we thought we'd do an episode today as two boys with, I think, um, We've got the good enough resume to be able to put our opinion here. Yeah, no, of course, bro. To chat about the um, positives and negatives of li- living in London. Obviously, we've lived here our entire lives pretty much. Um, so we definitely, yeah, stand ground to um, chat about it. So we're going to chat about, yeah, a few positives, a few negatives. We're going to start with and positive and negative. Let's go, like, let's go positive, negative, positive, negative yeah, like that. But let's start with a positive to um, keep it good. And this one won't be a surprise to you lot, ladies and gentlemen. Rion, I'll let you start um case you know i was gonna say something different but you know what it is the nightlife i will say in london there's just so many different areas and generally there's always in every area in london there's always one good club but i would say what, what's the top three areas in london for clubs at the moment i would probably say definitely central london like piccadilly soho area um elephant and castles popping you know and I never really go to people always say people always say the way where you live, bro. You know, north, like North London, like Isl- Islington, like Fringy Park, like going towards Tottenham. Apparently, them, them areas are sick for clubs, you know. Yeah, no, that's meant to be good. Um I I personally think for like good locations, I think Clapham Common's a really good one, bro. Clapham no, Common. Oh wait, Clapham Common is lively. It's bare little bars. You know, Clapham Commons. Yeah, Clapham Commons, nice. Yeah, I didn't think of that. So Clapham Common, obviously Central London's always a good shout. And then third, bro, to be fair, I've always said this about me and Rion. We're not super educated on nightlife in London. Like, we, we don't know that much. And the reason I say that is, since I've started hanging around with these boys from North London, like my tennis friends, 
they'll be telling me about clubs every week, bro. They'll be telling me about this place, this place. And I'd be like, what? I'd be like, me and Real never knew about these stuff. We're comfortable in that way. We stick with our, we almost, we just stick with our same plate, like our, our niche of clubs. Yeah, exactly. So in that sense, um, I think we got a few, but it can be a bit tough outside of that. I got a question for you, bro. Um, so obviously we've been to a few like sort of nightclubs in other parts of Europe. And I will say this though, obviously we've only been to maybe ones that are sort of the classic places, like the sort of touristy bars. So maybe it's not as legit as if we actually lived there. But what have been, been your thoughts on the nightlife in other big cities that you've seen so far, bro? Like we've been to, we've been to clubs in Miami, we've been to clubs in Barcelona, um, et cetera, et cetera. All right, I will say the best clubs I've been to like not in this country, I would say, do you know what? Number three would be Sidebar in Miami. That's obviously meant to love my life, Yanni. <laughs> she dumped us. <laughs> but yeah, that was, so obviously Sidebar was sick. But bro, do you know why I thought America was sick? Do you remember like, obviously it was like 50% indoor, 50% outdoor. But do you remember like you could even smoke weed and shit in them clubs? I don't think you could. I think but there were better dealers there, bro. It was actually crazy. But um. I would say one club that I think was popping, but I just didn't get into it was in Barcelona. Was it was it Pacha? Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I can't lie, bro. The eating fish and going out that late, that fucked me. But if I was to go on my normal night out, I would have loved that place. And But, bro, one club I always said, yeah, that sticks with me that was so sick is when I went Cabos. But we stayed, um, I think that biggest club was Atlantic. And we our hotel was, like, on the, the party strip, like, literally right by Atlantic. Like, it was, like maybe 20 seconds to get into the club but that club oh my god bro that club was mad bro because like literally it was like our hotel and you cross a little bridge into the main club but the club was popping they had girl dances like you can go on stage yeah sorry bro it was it, it was fine obviously Casey didn't do any them type of holidays because you know that teaches me <laughs> that teaches me not to ask everyone to expand on a question yet ever again um so we're going to off <laughs> sorry man i can't be worried like you Anyway, we'll go to a negative. Uh, I'll start on this one, then we were going to chat. I think we start with housing, man. Start with mm. a big one. Um, for those wondering, like, who don't know, I think I I think London probably is. It's got to be like top three most expensive cities in the world, surely. Like living in this city, man. That's why so many people our age, like, either still living with parents or doing like house share things, for example, because mm. like you have to split the bills. But I say this, bro. What do you think it would take? for someone our age to have their own place in London right now. That's easy to win the lottery, bro. <laughs> Basically. But I can't lie. You know, I was almost thinking that. Like, do you ever think in your life you own your own home? God, at this rate, bro, like the way I'm hearing about things going, I don't even know. Because, bro, I'm pretty sure to buy a house in London, they're not near enough close to a mill. Yeah. Maybe, maybe not that extreme, but still, <laughs> No, you're probably that extreme. But it's actually crazy, man. I remember, so Jackson and Danielle were here a few weeks ago and... Me and Rion both live in house shares and they were, at, they were at my one and I was telling them how much I pay. And obviously in a house share, like you obviously do get, you use the kitchen and this and that. But the only thing that's truly yours is like your room in it. Yeah. And so I told them how much I pay and they literally said that the amount I pay is pretty much what they pay for a two bedroom apartment yeah. in St. Louis. And I get like, there's different locations and stuff. Like maybe London is more appealing or whatever. Although I think St. Louis is sick. But isn't that disgusting, bro? Bro, it's actually so bad, man. Do you know what? It's actually so bad. Like, 
if you're not making a good living either, most of your money straight away goes every time you get paid. It goes to rent. And the reason, I, I, even, I don't even like renting because you're actually paying off someone else's mortgage. That's actually so managing on your deep it. Jesus Christ. It's a good way to look at it. But yeah, now the housing situation in this city is a massive negative. Like, I can't think of any positives about that kind of stuff, man. I can't lie, man. The government here, they need, they need to establish something where it's more like, it's more of a chance of people owning their own homes and being in better, like, housing situations, man. Exactly. So, yeah, hopefully that hopefully gets better one day. Because right now, the way the situation is, there's just, especially for, like, people in our age group, who is most of the people listening to this, it's near enough impossible to... Like, you can live in this city for sure, but you're not going to be living lavishly. That's for damn sure. You have two options, honestly. Put the lottery on or just fucking put a bet on and hope. <laughs> Bro, literally. But anyway, yeah, housing is definitely a negative um, for the city of London. All right, next, we'll go to another positive, Rion. Uh, this, is, this is the best thing in London, diversity. You get everything here. You get different, like, ethnicities, races. And the good thing now, bro, with that, I almost feel like, obviously, with certain religions and that, there's, there, there can be a lot of strictness with it. But where that generation of, like, where people are more open to, like, try different things, you're seeing, like, almost people, like, try things that, like, go against the norm. Do you, I mean, in that sense, that's really good. So... Yeah, I'm, 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 I love London for diversity. I love it. That's, different, oh. different areas have different types of people. And everyone can mix and mingle. That's true what you say, actually. That I think we're the first generation, like, that truly get that, though, bro. Because unfortunately, mm. like, you know, we have friends and stuff whose parents or, like, maybe their partner's parents still have that old school mindset because they're, mm. like, they were born in their countries and stuff, which is cool. But in their countries, it was kind of like, Strict. yeah, you marry your, you know, you marry your own, like, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And so, unfortunately, a lot of them have brought that kind of mindset over to London. And I'll forever say this, man. You can't come to a city like London and have and bring that, that kind of mindset over with you and then, like, put that into your kids. Because your kids, bro, me and you, for example, we go out every day without realising it, bro. We probably see 100 different cultures. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. different types of people, whatever. Different races, different religions, countries, this, that. And to expect, like, your kid to only ever want to be with like their own race is is a it's is ridiculous a, yeah when you're exposed to everybody when you're exposed to everybody so let me ask you a question now i asked you this earlier do you think your family are do you think they have a preference on what they want you to go out with i think my like current family is in like my mom auntie uncle i don't think they personally they don't mind anymore like they're cool with that mm. definitely my uncle he would he wouldn't care what i go for he's cool with that i would say that my grandma she was a bit old school in that mindset. That was one thing. Um, but I think, like, even she, though, bro, she, she, was, she was never a strict lady. You know her, bro. Yeah. Like, obviously, at the end of the day, you have to respect how she was brought up. That's just what she kind of knows, isn't it? Yeah. And so I get that. Um, but I think even her, man, I think, like, if I was the way I was now, at like 26, and I, I told her about someone, if I, like, if I was able to, like, fully explain it to her properly, I think she would come around yeah. to it. And I would tell her that. Like, she, she was wise enough to know that we live in London, we live in a city of diversity. Mm. So, what about yours? Bro, you're, I'm lucky in that sense, you know, I've always had open parents. Well, should I, why am I saying parent? Parent. Now, my mum's cool, man. I mean, my dad's white. Well, I mean, do you know what I mean? So I'm calm. In that sense, yeah, no, bro, I'm free. I can do whatever I want, when I want. But um, for me, it's just, it's just based on my own preference. Other than that, I'm, I'm calm in that way. 
But um, anyway, yeah, that's a massive positive is diversity. And bro, on top of that, because it's so diverse, that kind of links into the nightlife thing as well, bro. Like you're, there's probably so many different types of clubs because of such a diversity yeah, that yeah. you get different types of music and yeah. Latinas, Hispanic, reggaeton, you know. All right, that sounds like it's just one. Latina, sorry, isn't it? Let me say Latinas again. I love Latinas. Sorry, go on. All right, uh, let's go into another negative and I'll say, hmm, let's go with this one. Let's go overcrowding, bro. And again, that ties into the housing thing. Like, I think a reason why housing is so tough in this city, bro, is there's so many people that are here to live in this city mm-hmm. that, of course, you're going to end up having to share or places are going to have to be super smaller because they need to make loads of different houses and this and that. But um, I think overcrowding, bro, like, I think this city has, like, 10 million people. It's ridiculous. Like, I'm sure we have to be the most, one of the most populated cities per size in the world. That's not even a question. Um, and... Yeah. Sorry, would you ever, as you get older, when you're like more willing to settle down, which I'm not sure what happened for you because you're a Lewis Cannon, um, do you feel like you would ever like um I don't know, just move out of the UK? Not bro, actually not, not even the UK, just move out of London, maybe go to a different city. Yeah, I can see that, bro, because I I think I've realized in the last year or two, bro, there's a lot of like good places in this country. Yeah. Like outside of London. I grew up thinking London was the be or end all. There's Birmingham and <laughs> definitely not Bronx. <laughs> But there's, there's, there's good parts of this country, bro, where you could honestly... Sometimes you're in them, though, and you don't realise you're not in London in the sense of... <laughs> I'm so mad at definitely not Brom. That killed me so go. But, um, <laughs> yeah, no, I could definitely see that. I definitely see that. How about you? Oh, bro, 100%. I mean, going to university in Chichester and living up there for however long I was, like, I could definitely, definitely get away from London. And, bro, it, may, almost makes it, it almost makes you appreciate London for when you come back into it. Do you mm. know what I mean? You probably enjoy it way more. So yeah, now overcrowding is definitely one. It happens. It's a, I wouldn't say like it necessarily affects my day to day like too much. Cause that's a lucky thing. Oh, let, let me ask you this, bro. Obviously, I travel when I travel to work and stuff. It's off peak hours. So usually, bro, trains and buses are pretty empty for me. Yeah. But you travel like a regular sort of job times. How does that like does overcrowding affect you? Would you say or not enough to really like annoy you? I'm lucky because I I always start at a beginning of a a journey and where I need to go to is generally the end. So I'm always comfortable. I mean, doesn't everyone's journey start at the beginning and end at the end? No, but I mean, <laughs> I mean, I mean, in a sense of like where like, you say, for example, where a tram would start or something like that. But um, no, to be fair, bro, I've never really had that many bad journeys getting to like work and stuff. I'm com- I'm lucky if I'm, sometimes I can flip and sit down and have my feet on the other chair, bro. I know kids hate that stuff, but sometimes I'm, I'm, I'm lavish like that. Now, nah, fair enough. Um, so that's another sort of negative, but not saying that affects us too much. All right, let's go for another positive. Oh, let's say this. Facilities. I mean, I was going to say that. Oh, okay, fair enough. Wait, oh, wait, yeah, wait. I forgot this is your chance. You do the positives <laughs> and I say the negatives. Just, right, everybody understands this now. You see how egotistical this guy is. But all right, facilities. So thank you, Kazar. <laughs> this guy, bro. Someone's got her on the show. I, when it comes to facilities in the UK, it's popping. It, but that's in all aspects. So, obviously, Kays is a massive... Um, do, what sport do you play? Do you even play? Oh, tennis. Well, a sport, anyway. Um, so, obviously, Kays obviously will know that you, that you have good sport um, facilities. Bro, to be fair, you can talk on that. Fam, you know, in, in London, every sport facilities you've been to, like tennis, um, obviously, it being tennis, have they always been, like, to a high standard? Obviously, not all of them. But, bro, like, I've, I said this to my friend today. I was like... Sometimes I feel bad that I'm not like traveling more to compete, like for my tennis. I'm like, oh, well, I should maybe I should be going to other countries if I want to play a high level and this and that. 
And then I deep it and I'm like, I don't really like, bro, living in a city like London, I almost don't need to travel. Mm. Like, there's tournaments in this city on a weekly basis that I don't know more than an hour, hour, like an hour from me. And it's like prize money events. It's like almost borderline pro level. Like, put it this way, like me traveling to another country, I wouldn't even get that much of a higher level competition. Do you know what I mean? Like that I could, I myself could get into. Yeah. So it's almost like London is so good for that with facilities, bro. And there's so many different places I can play tournaments. There's so many different places like, you know, I can train at this, that. And yeah, I definitely say like overall, the facilities overall that I go to are always sick, man. But other than sport as well, I would even say like even more deprived areas now, bro, they're all getting re- and rejuvenated now. Mm. So you're seeing them becoming more just like modern. When it comes to clubs, like we've been saying, restaurants, they're all quite high standards. Cinemas, like when you go to Central London, Central London, this, this literally says it all for itself. But I think in the UK it is popping when it comes to, I keep saying popping, what's wrong with me? But yeah, I keep, <laughs> what's wrong with me? But yeah, when it comes to um, facilities, generally I, I would say it's, everything's very good right now. But bro, like everything's getting rejuvenated now. And I almost think that's quite global. Everything's getting done at the moment. Especially in like more than like literally, like I said, the private areas, but they're all getting like set up to a good standard. That's true, actually. Even like a lot of places in London, like that we knew about growing up as kids, like sort of southwest London. Yeah. A lot of those places are nice. Now, like, bro, Brixton growing up, bro, I know me and you didn't go there because we're not from there, but all I ever heard was bad stuff about it. Mm. But now, isn't Brixton like nice area? Bro, nice. No, true. To be fair, I went to Finchley Park the other day to get my hair cut. But the way I've always gone, because obviously, like, uh, my granddad lives there. And that's always been kind of a, like a, I always find it kind of this kind of shitty area. Don't mean to be rude. But I went there the other day. Jordan took me around, bro. It's bare shit. There's bare restaurants. It's actually bare nice. So, yeah, facilities. That's it. That's facilities, guys. Yeah, facilities. Good. All right. And we'll go to our final one of the day now. It's a positive and negative when you put it in together. And it, it brings us all full circle. And Rian, moron. Rian, what is the, um, our final positive slash negative of living in London? Transport. Obviously, with the truth strikes coming into effect this week, um, the transport is definitely a negative. Let me let me let you start on this, bro. Tell us about transport in general. Why is it so good for this city? Bro, I think transport is amazing because when you go different countries, you realise how shit it is. Not even countries, cities. Like, even in this country. All right, yeah. Yeah, to be fair, to be fair, I'll say this. In London, transport is amazing. When you go out of London, I do think it is quite shit, especially up north. You see, when you're in Yorkshire and that, it's poor up there. But um, in, yeah, in cities, I think is amazing. But especially London, you can literally get from one end of London to the other end. I always say within a maximum of 45 minutes, which is kind of sick, you know, when you actually deep that. And, it's, and the worst about it, I mean, the best thing about it, there's so many outlets. You have like trams, you have trains, you have buses. Like everything's quite smooth in that way. No, I, yeah, I think, I think it's <clears> such a sick positive too. Like I think we have probably the best transport structure in the world, bro, in my opinion. Mm. Again, I don't know every city, but like of the, I've been to a lot of other big cities and it, nothing compares to it. Like as everyone said, our trains, trams, uh, tubes, um, buses, like it's all ridiculous. And the thing about them, man, the majority of those kind of things are on like every three to four minute service. Yeah. Like they're coming quick. Like yeah. I remember Jackson and Danielle were here a couple of weeks ago and they were like, I remember waiting for a Piccadilly line. No, we're, bro, we're waiting for the Victoria line, which is like one of the most unbelievable services ever. And it had like, you know, when it says how many are coming and how long, yeah. it literally had four in four minutes. 
like one minute after another. And I was like, that is just ridiculous, like how good it is. How do they not crash, bro? Bro, <laughs> sometimes I'm thinking about that. How do they not crash? But um <laughs> so in that sense, bro, obviously it's sick. And like Rion said, you can you can get away in this city without having a car. Like you don't need a if anything, bro, a car's almost a detriment in this city. Yeah, it's a waste. But bro, didn't I almost look at that as a negative too though, bro? Because like think about it this way, all my friends in America that I met. They can all drive, innit? Mm. They all got their licenses, like, calm. They got cars. And that's because they need it out there. Because, like, yeah. bro, if you don't have a car in those cities in America, you're actually fucked. Like, yeah. you can't do anything. But then, bro, I think a lot of people in London will get to our age or later and they'll never have a car license, bro. Because they've relied on... Tra- because transport's been so good to them their whole lives, which is cool. But isn't that almost a bad thing, bro? That a lot of people don't follow through of getting a license. But do you know what I mean? Is it bad, though? Like, do you think, like... Yes, say yes, but it's out of the UK. Yeah, yes, say like American. Do you think it's bad though that like, there isn't no transport systems? Like, oh yeah, no, that, that's unex- that's unacceptable. No, no, no. I, I get what you're saying though. I fully get what you're saying. But I always feel like in London though, when you actually look at all the other expenses, sometimes you've got to cut down where it needs to be done. And I suppose in that way, like transport is a massive savior. But no. um yeah, sorry, go on. No, 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 I agree with you. Um but again, another negative though of it is we are so reliant on it, bro. And so that's why, like, when these true people do go on strikes like this, like, they know what they're doing. They know that probably, bro, I would say about, honestly, I think about 90% of the city probably rely on transport. How many people really are driving to work when you think about it, man? Yeah. So the Parking can be bad, isn't Yeah, so when you've got a strike like this this week, like, literally, everyone has to, like, you have to rearrange your week around it, man. Like, I'm literally staying with Rion tonight simply for that fact. Um, like people's journeys are different. We're having to do different ways and stuff. So it's crazy though. As as good of a system as it is, bro. If one part of it goes wrong, we're fucked. Even like with a tube line, and I never understood this, bro. Like, say if the Piccadilly line you're getting on it, there'll be like a like a signal failure at like fucking Heathrow, and somehow in Finsbury Park it'll be affected by that. Yeah, innit? I've never understood like how they can't. Obviously, there's something more that I don't know about, but. I, it's an unbelievable network, bro. But I think we're so reliant on it to the point that if one thing goes wrong, that's our whole day. That is but. true. That's very true. So let, let me tell you. So from where you live, yeah, to where you need to get to, what's the average time it, it generally takes you? And because of the strikes, what's what's it saying now? Well, to be fair, okay. So I live like in deep, like North London, like really not too deep North London, but definitely quite up there. And then I work in West London, so but quite like in west out, yeah quite in west like quite out so it's quite a long journey but on a good day when everything's running i can be door to door in about an hour just over an hour which isn't horrific considering it's long, you know? no it's long but considering yeah, all things. Yeah. yesterday because of the tube strike i had to get the bus home and as you lot can imagine i had to take four different buses and not just that the final bus of the four the first three were all good the final bus bro i had to let six of them go because they were also packed it took me three hours to get home oh what about you? All right, so normally for me, I can get from A to B with generally both 40 minutes, mm. smooth. But, I mean, I'm lucky. My mum lives in Fulham and I work in Chelsea. So, um, to be fair, I'm calm. But, yesterday it wasn't the case. Croydon is such a weird area as well. It's such a weird area to get to. But, um, yeah, fam, it's almost, like, not possible to get there, you know. It's actually, that's, that's the thing about it, bro. It's like, it's just not possible to get there. It probably takes the family probably take like an hour and a half, two hours. But um, yeah, so overall, don't get me wrong, the transport system is a massive positive, man. Like it's got its negatives, but 
I think it's an incredible system there. Yeah. But um, yeah, ladies and gentlemen, that's kind of that for today's episode. Just kind of wanted to run you lot through some some of the good, some of the bad of living in London. It's not as amazing as some people probably think it is, but on the other hand, it is also like, bro, there'll be some days when I'll be in like London with you, like in Central at night, and I'll be like, this is a vibe. Yeah. Especially after living in another country, so now I can kind of compare. But um, yeah, so obviously if you want to come visit London, come through, just know that there's some things to look out for, isn't it? Oh yeah, and guys, yeah, remember I said in the, in the intro, yeah, if you guys don't mind, yeah, just put your thoughts and opinions on who do you think would get further in Love Island, real and Kazar, and put your reasoning behind it. That's a good shout. And um, as we are about to leave you on today's episode, I'm currently staring at a TV screen of two giraffes kissing each other, which gives us a little bit of an insight into what will be taking place later on. <laughs> Between myself and Rion. And I'm not denying it. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, see you next week. Love you guys.